Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to another episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell and I'm joined by my co-host Mark Davison. Mark, how are you? Maddie, mate, once again, I'm doing very well. We had the impromptu uh, week four bye, but here we are, Steelers at 3-0. And we just saw the, the game between the, with the Bucks losing today and Tom Brady lost. And in one of my tipping comps, I was the one of three people who tipped him. So I'm feeling pretty happy. You know, anytime Tom Brady loses, man, and we're going into a Steelers football week, I'm feeling really good. And he had a brain snap there, Mark, today. Forgot that fourth down at a crucial time. Game awareness, game awareness. So, but look, listeners, today we're going we're gonna to have our first guest on uh, Steelers Touchdown Under. It's a familiar face for the regular listeners out there. But, but you know, he's, he's in a really interesting position this week because he's doing a bit of a back to the future. He's recording 14 hours in the future with us. But when you're listening to us live on air, it's Saturday morning. But what time zone is he in right now? So, look, I'd like to introduce our big guest for today, which is the big Brian Anthony Davis, otherwise known as Bad to all the regular BTC, BTSC listeners out there. Bad, welcome to our podcast. I am so glad to be here, I think. I, I tell you what, I mean, when I got this time machine, and I put the time circuits in, I didn't expect to be hanging out with you guys. So that is pretty awesome. I Future boy, future old man. I guess this is old man bad, 14 hours ahead. I am loving it. Thanks so much for having me as your first guest on the show. Not so special guest, but glad to be here. No, always special, always special, Brian. And, and you know what, like traveling the future, we hope you're ready for, you know, ready for a big show this week. But look, Obviously, a massive week in the NFL, as you said, Mark. Um, we've had that first game for first game for week five. Obviously, we've now started since we last came to listeners live on air, and you know by now it'll be Saturday morning your time. But you know the Steelers now they're an interesting boat because as we found out that that buy that impromptu buy that they they had last week really related to the fact that the Titans didn't really do the right thing when it came to COVID, and I know Mark. We were messaging off air and I was pretty, I was pretty furious when I, when I woke up in Australian time zone, saw Jeff's breaking news, breaking news podcast or, or listened to Jeff's breaking news podcast. Mark, how are you feeling as this news broke throughout the week over here for us where we started seeing that the Titans players had ignored the protocols? Um, I'm going to go on, on the, on the positive side here. Like I'm still, I'm still feeling pretty good about, about everything. We still have football. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there are things in, in, in place that uh, certain players have, have broken, broken down and they didn't do the right thing. Um, and a lot of Steelers fans are like, why do we you know, have to have the buy so soon? But overall, like I said last week, it doesn't overly matter. You've still got to turn up, show up and play out. You know, these, are, these, these players have been playing since they were little kids. They're not going to worry about if they have to uh, you know, have the buy early or, or a little bit later. Um, and for for even as well, they want to play into the Super Bowl. So there are even some fans, I remember there was one year, a few years back, they were like, oh, we don't get paid or we want to restructure our money for the playoffs. But you play to you play to play the game and for the love of the game. So it shouldn't affect uh, too many things. If they start losing, well, that's a different story and then we'll have to talk about that a fair bit. But overall, I'm just excited to see them play. Yeah, and I think one of the standouts for me that, it sort of got me thinking, even if the forfeits granted, 
What about the players? And we know players are out there to win. They're there to win Super Bowls. But but how does it affect those stat lines? You know, we saw TJ last year get absolutely pipped at the post there for, you know, defensive player of the year. And that was potentially some some tough judgment there against, um, you know, Stefan Gilmore. But how does that affect some of those stats? I mean, we've, we've a lot of people made predictions on what how many touchdowns Ben's going to throw, how many yards Juju's going to, you know, have receiving, how many yards Connor's going to have, how many interceptions Minka or, or turnovers he's going to have. So it's interesting one how it affects it. But, but Brian, I know you had some thoughts um, on a couple of days ago on the, on the preview show. Um, but for listeners that might have missed that, how, how are you feeling about where things are at as we started to see this news come out through the week that the Titans potentially broke those rules a bit more than what we thought they might have? You know, I've had a chance to calm down about this entire thing. I was pretty fired up on the preview. If you have a chance to go back and check that out on any of your podcast platforms, go ahead and check it out. Yeah, I I get riled up from time to time. And look, I am not a big rules follower. I understand some rules need to be bent. You just don't want to egregiously break them. And this is a, a situation where this rule was put out for public safety not just for just the players, but for the families around them. And it could be a very serious situation for family members. And, you know, you have, you have grandparents with immunity issues, children with immunity issues. Um, I know I have that in my house. And that's something that you've got to think about. And when you're told, look, you guys cannot practice, and you go ahead and break those rules, that's a problem. Then when you go ahead and say, now, this is an official, they're going to try. They're going to try to play on Tuesday evening the game against the Buffalo Bills, a team that is rolling right now. They're very dangerous. Giving them a free win is was going to affect the entire playoff standings in the AFC. Right now, the Bills are the number three seed. Excuse me, they, I believe they're the number two seed. Mm. and the Titans are the number three seed if everything ended today. So what happens there, that affects a team like the Chiefs. It affects the team, a team like the uh, Steelers when only one team gets a bye this year. The bye in the playoffs, that's the only bye you want. Mm-hmm. You don't want to forfeit because a forfeit means that you did not get a chance to play those games. You want to beat a team at its best. But if you're going to go ahead and give a bye to one team, you got to give it to the other. It's just, I mean, it's not a fair, even playing field when you do that. So just because even the fact that the Steelers were the first ones, and then you're, you're rewarding the second team in, that's what's going to mess everything up. So they're going to try very hard to save this, this uh, game. NFL doesn't want to lose revenue from any game. Mm-hmm. You know they don't. So what they're going to probably do here is this is not going to be an automatic forfeit, but we are throwing out the word forfeit like crazy and everything. Remember everything's speculation. Now, when we speculated the scenario with the Steelers moving to week eight and the further by actually for the game against the Ravens and moving the Ravens one week, when that was speculated, that, that rang true. That's what they ended up doing because it was the most logical thing. But now when you throw in a second game, possibly a third game, who knows, the the Titans might not make it to a fourth game. When I say the fourth game, that would be the uh, makeup game against the Steelers. So when you're throwing that in, you've got to look at the possibility that 
that uh, you really have to punish the players that were involved in this very hard. And you've got to punish the team very hard that will make it so that this is something that is never done again. This is a bigger thing than, than videotaping another team before their game. You know, I know that's, uh, that's cheating and that's terrible, but this has so many more implications when you're worried about somebody being sick and possibly dying because you're in a pandemic. This is a whole, never, whole nother level, guys. Well, well, 100%. And the thing that stands out a little bit for me, which was I know there was something discussed last week on a couple of the podcasts as well, um, or live YouTube shows, was around a little bit of slowness on the NFL's part or a little bit of reluctance to share the strategy there. And as we start to see more and more players from the, from the Titans infected, as you start to see more and more post- postponements, it leaves me wondering... When are we going to get a statement on this? Because you're exactly right, Bad. What happens when we start having the Titans then have a, a, a third game that needs postponing? Then it starts to really sort of affect the rest of the season. Equally, if it's about fielding 53 players and they're bringing through a bunch of guys off free agency or practice squad, if they've got an ability to move that quickly in the front office, where does that position the actual team? What, what are other teams going to be going up against when they're playing the Titans? You know, if someone gets an injury there against a team that they, you know, against a squad they're going to potentially win. I mean, it just raises a lot of questions for me. And, and I, I'm very interested to see how this, this goes forward with the rest of the league and whether we even get a Bills-Titans Bills, Titans game this week and whether we even get a Steelers-Titans Titan, mm. game in week seven. I mean, I, I personally feel that's well up in the air right now. In their fairness, though, we haven't really seen this happen. Like, it's, all, it's the first time something big like this has happened in the NFL besides 9-11 and things like that. So it's like maybe the NFL just doesn't know what, what to do and they're just going just by their hand, you know? So it's interesting. Like, I don't, I don't want to see, like Bad said, I don't, I don't want to see uh, them forfeit either. I would like to see them come out and crush them, to be honest, uh, and, have, and, and see if, if, they're, if they're playing football and if they're still 4-0, 5-0, if it's be uh, a great game to watch. So... And for I was really looking forward to see them stopping uh, Derrick Henry, like you know they're leading the the NFL in um, uh, rush defense. And if we can stop uh, that kind of elite player, it's going to make look Steelers look even better as a whole. Yeah, yeah, great call, Mark. And I agree. Like you, you you've already stopped Saquon Barkley. You know, you went through and you stopped David Johnson. You know, like. I was absolutely looking forward to, as you say, seeing how they were going to go up against Derrick Henry because they were starting to tick a lot of boxes there. You know, they were starting to, same with Melvin Gordon. They did a great job with him. He relied, had to rely on catching passes to, to be starting to make a difference. So, you know, it, it is really disappointing and, and it, it's going to be interesting to see how they go up against in the next few weeks and how they're going to fit Derrick Henry in between a Ravens game as well. Um, but look, one of the things we wanted to do on today's show is, and look, we did this last, we actually did this last show and moved Sling in the Slang, but we thought we've got our, our guest, Brian Anthony Davis, the big bad. We thought it's, it's time for a little bit of Aussie education. It's, it's time for a bit of, he's, he's, you know, he's gone into the future, but we're going to keep him back in time to his school days and we're going to give him a bit of a treat and teach him a bit more Aussie slang. How does that sound, Brian? You know, I love it. I am, I'm taking such a beating every time I try to do the Australian accent. And I know it's bad, but everybody's killing me on this. So I figure if I could learn the slang a little bit better, then 
I, I can be more of a, a benefit as far as, and more, I'm not an expert, but maybe, maybe I'm, I have some more Aussie cred. How about that? Yeah, definitely. But before we get into that, Mark, when mm. some of our fellow BTSC podcasters uh, get on the YouTube shows and the podcast, they like to they like to use a particular phrase to get into the Aussie accent, which generally has you and you and me shaking our heads. What's what's that phrase? And give us give us your thoughts on that one. Jennifer Lopez, and I do not understand why it's that. I've never heard that in my life. I've never heard any American say that. I've been to the, I've been to the states seven times. I've never, ever, ever heard Jennifer Lopez to start out the Australian accent. For me, when I start at the Australian accent, when I really play it, when I go to those 2 a.m. bars and I stay to 5 a.m., it's, how's it going? How you going? It's not Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, it's g'day, mate. G'day, mate. Yeah, yeah there's, no, there's no shrimps on the barbie and you call that a knife. Mm-hmm. But we're, let's crack into it, Brian. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an Aussie word. And you're going to have a go at guessing what it means. I'm going to tell you the definition and Mark's going to give you an example of how we might actually use the word. And we're going to see how you go. You ready? That sounds great to me. Awesome. So the first word on our list is a snag. Any ideas on what a snag might be? Well, immediately I would think that it's a, it's a good get. It's almost like a gift. Ooh, that, that's a pretty, yeah. that's a pretty good guess. That's uh, thrown us. Yeah. He's thrown us. That's, that's not a bad one, but generally for us down, down under a snag means a sausage. So we throw a snag on the Barbie, have a snag <laughs> sandwich. You know, that's what we would have when we're tailgating before one of the different Australian sports. Um, yeah. So a snag is a sausage. Give Brian a point though. I'll yeah, give him a point. You get a point for that one. That was, that was a fair call. I've been to a few snag fests in America, but uh, <laughs> now we just call them sausage fests. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get invited to those, but you know it happens. Awesome, awesome, great word to kick off the list. Second word on the list. Ooh, you might have, you might have get you might get close here. What is the meaning of the word mackers? Mackers. Wow, I gotta tell you, you guys are uh, you guys are tough. Let's see, Mackers. Let let's say it's a uh, it's a makeout session. Ooh, oh, no, Mackers is our nickname for McDonald's. You know what? I was gonna go there, but uh, wow. So uh, is Jordan Berry back at Mackers? Yep, back at Mackers, working at Mackers. <laughs> all right i i should have known that and then you mentioned there might be some 2 a.m fare here so i was i went in that direction well you yeah. can do that you can say i'm macta yeah you can say, say that. yeah that's right you can use mac you can use so brian's getting close and he's, he's throwing us a bit of curveball but i'll give him a zero for that one. Ooh, ooh, yeah I'll, I'll give him that one all right how about and we did, we did reference this word when we were talking to you off air recently. What's a tinny? A tinny? Yeah, tinny. T-I-N-N-Y. Ah, uh, gosh. I think I remember that, but I'm not coming up with anything. So a tinny, a tin can. 
Ooh, it is. It is. So we call a tinny a, a canned beer or a canned drink. It's also the name for a small boat where you've just got a little jet engine at back, just sort of an, an aluminum sort of style boat. But it can be used either way. Louis Interessante. I love it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to get bilingual here. So there you go. <laughs> You're already doing dual time zones and traveling in the future. You might not want to complicate it anymore. What about a shark biscuit? A shark biscuit. It's vomit. Ooh, ooh, no! What, a shark biscuit. What is it? Yeah, so not not that's not often used that that often down under, but I have heard it used. A shark biscuit is a kid swimming at the beach. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard that one before, ever. Really? Wow! Not, not once. You guys are brutal. <laughs> that's awesome. Do you have a lot of shark attacks? Is that? It is, a, it is a bit of a thing down under. It's more on the West Coast. So the capital city there would be Perth for some of the listeners that might be familiar with that city out there, but uh, particularly around Fremantle, but there's some great surf. But that's, that's a whole five-hour flight from, uh, from if you're looking from Sydney or Melbourne over to Perth there. Um, all right, next one on our list, a slab. A slab. Uh, gosh, I would say a slab is a bed. Nah, wrong. Not even close. Okay. Nah. What is it, Marky D? It's a carton of beer. A carton of beer. Okay. Yeah. You guys are with tees <laughs> and labs. You guys are really thinking about uh, going out to the pub. I get it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Friday night. We're in the future when we're recording <laughs> this for all listeners out there. So, yeah, slab of tinnies. Uh, all right, Brian. I don't know if this is just an Aussie word, but it made the Aussie slang list. What about a pash? A pash. Could you spell that, please? P-A-S-H. A pash is a group of hot women. Oh. Nah. Nah, that's... Sorry, Brian, that's wrong. It's, it's what you, you make out with a woman when you pash her. Oh, okay. You know. All right. I'll awesome. give you a zero button. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Mark's just going to stay as brutal as the list. <laughs> hey, I, I'm cool with that. I mean, this is an education. All right. Now, here's an Aussie word, which is also might be a bit familiar to the listeners out there because it is a famous brand of clothing too. Billabong. A billabong would be a party. Ooh. We can see the connotation there. Yeah. But no, a billabong is a dry riverbed. You know, when you've got like a dried out river, when you're like going ah. through like a dried out creek. Yeah. Generally called a billabong. Nice. All right. And I reckon Mark, Mark, you're better to give a, get, give a definition of this one. But how about the word iffy? I double F Y. All right. And iffy is uh this is a 2 a.m word i I gotta tell you i'm gonna say that an iffy is it's maybe a five or a six that some that somehow becomes a 10 at 2 a.m uh i'd say that answer's a bit iffy it's it's you're pretty far off i I don't know i don't know 
but it could right. be the word iffy could be used in context with the with the example that Brian's given. I feel like all of our language can be used in context. Every every single uh, answer that Bad has, I'm like, oh, maybe our language is so crazy down here. Come down, everyone, come down to Australia and meet us. It's just fun. Come on, Steelers too. The Steelers too. Take a game down under. No, iffy is um, sort of undecided, fifty fifty. It's a it's a bit iffy. So you know what, Bad that that. That, you know, that 10 p.m. that might be a no and the 2 a.m. that might be yes, as you just said in that example, yeah, a bit of an iffy choice. Iffy is used here a lot. So so that's uh, actually, I would say that's universal. Awesome. Well, it looks like one of our words is translated across, I think. But, um, but yeah, it's quite big down here. All right. Last one on the list. How about the word legless? That means you don't have a chance. No, no. no. Okay. That's when you've had one too many beverages. Because <laughs> you're legless. That's that's great. When you've had about sixteen deep. <laughs> when do I have a feeling Marky D is legless right now? Oh, I've only, I've only had one. I need to, you know, you know, or about to talent. be oh, when the show's be. over. <laughs> yeah, when shows over, shows over. We keep it. Uh, we keep, we stick to the waters on this show. We stick to the waters on this show. Now that was really, really good. Bad. That was really, really good. Um, yeah, they're not they're not easy words. And it is interesting you say that with some of them that are universal because we do see a little bit of that where we we throw a word out there which we feel like we've never heard, and then someone will tell us, "Oh no, that we have that over here," or we have it a lot when we speak to people from the UK. So, yeah, quite interesting there. But we also, I reckon we should flip the script here. I think it's time for Marky D and I to try a bit of a yinza. A yinza, yinza words, yinza slang. Send us the challenge. All right. I was not prepared for this, so I'm going to throw out a few to you. Jant Eagle. What? Pardon? Jant Eagle. Ant Eagle? Jant Eagle. You take it, Matt. No idea. Jeez. Jam Donut? You're going to go down to Giant Eagle and uh, get you some groceries in that? Okay. Giant Eagle is the oh. number one food chain grocery store in the uh, Pittsburgh area in Western Pennsylvania. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Steelers are playing the Eagles this weekend. So there you go. Awesome. Awesome. I reckon we're ready for another one. Therpy. Mark, that sounds, that sounds like it's your one there. Hey, let me try and decipher this. Therpy. It's, I was at a Penguins game about 25 years ago and I heard this uh, gentleman say, guys, I got to go downtown and get me some physical therapy. So it's therapy. Yeah. No way. You know what? I'm, I think Australians and Yinzers are pretty similar. We're crazy <laughs> with our words. How about slippy? Slippy dip, like a, like a slippery, like a, like a water slide. Actually, when you've got ice on the road, be careful because it's slippy out there. Uh, that was uh, my, <laughs> my mom and grandmother, they used slippy all the time. So... And we've already done Dantan. And so, they, you know, if I had some time to uh, think about Yinzer, I, uh, more Yinzer slang I would. 
but those are probably the best that I could think of. And of course, you know, I, I put out uh, something with uh, just stillers on Facebook a few years ago. And my cousin's like, you know, you, you, you spelled that wrong. I'm like, no, that's because uh, they live in California now. And I'm like, no, nah, we didn't spell it wrong. That's how a lot of Yinzers spell stiller. And I got to tell you, I, I make fun of the accent all the time, but I am proud to be born and raised a Yinzer. Awesome. Awesome. So before we jump into our part two of the show, so listeners, we did want to share with you. So starting this week, we're going to now have a part one and a part two. So you're almost through part one of the show, but we would love you to stay tuned for part two, whether you're coming home from work after a long night shift, you might be heading to work, you're cooking breakfast with the kids, you're ready to watch some college football, doing jobs around the house, whatever it might be, please stay tuned for part two. But before we wrapped up part one, Brian, any questions for us about Australia, Australian sport, you know, our experiences here, any, any questions you've got for us? My main question is how excited are you for this being a special season for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Now, I know you guys are, but the people around you in Steeler Nation Australia, what are their thoughts? Is this going to be a year that they try to figure out how to get over here if they can because of COVID? But do they feel that this could possibly be the year, even though you have teams like the, excuse me, the uh, Chiefs and the Ravens, do you feel that they think this could be a Super Bowl year? Well, I, I, I'm on the uh, the Steeler Nation Australian. Um, you know, I've got the page with a, with a lot of uh, Steeler guys down down here in Australia. And I found we were on a group chat the other day and they were talking about um, heading over there to see a game. And because of the COVID, it happened. You know, we all have to deal with it. Uh, with my personal experience, I was going to go to the Hall of Fame and see Troy shake his hand, uh, buy him a beer if he drinks beer, see Bill Cower. I really wanted to see those two blokes. Um, but a lot of Steeler fans on my page were going to see games or their first game. And it, it, for us down in Australia, I always get chills. But, and then Matt's been there. It, it's such a rewarding experience once you've been there because when you grow up a Steelers fan for five years six years 17 years when you finally get there and even when you see Heinz Field if I can express this to the fans you guys have no idea I know some guys travel from Florida and that's fantastic but when we get there all the way from Australia like I just sit there and look at the stadium and how weird I am you know and I took my dad there last year and that was probably one of the best things I've ever done he's not a He's not a football fan. I try and explain to dad every year how the game works. And he's like, why do they still have the ball? Why are they kicking it? You know? So it's a big thing down here for Australia, but hopefully next year we can go and see some games. Yeah, Mark. And, you know, and Brian, it's, um, we'd really hoped as I mentioned before, before to some of the listeners and, and to yourselves, um, all the different, podcasters at btsc and some of our writers you know i was lucky enough to go to my first game last year and, and we left that game going we're coming back next year like we cannot we cannot wait to come back and um you know it is a bit disappointing with with covid you know the impacts that that gives but there are a lot more people that are affected in much bigger ways than us missing a Steelers game and as much as disappointing as that is but i do get a sense even from a lot of you know mates or colleagues that you know are keen followers of the nfl a lot of them different teams to the steelers people are really attuned into the defense that this Steelers team has. People are tuned into the fact that Ben's back. 
you know, people are tuned into the weapons that we've got on the offensive side of the football, whether it's Deontay, whether it's Eric Ebron, of course, Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, people are interested to see how Connor's going to go. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's wider than just the Steelers community in Australia. I think NFL fans in Australia get that the Steelers are, you know, and they're a lot better than even, you know, a 3-0 and record or what really should be a 4-0 and record sits there and stands for. You know, people are worried. Should, should Pittsburgh get into the playoffs and let alone go in, you know, off the back of really great season performances. So yeah, they're a team to watch for sure. And it's not just coming from a Steelers fans point of view as well. Well, both of you, the black and gold carpet will be laid out. We will have a tailgate party when that happens. All our BTSC friends that want to come out and join us. And we had that last year, we had some friends come out and hang out with us. Uh, Dave Schofield and myself, Tony Defio came down first time I actually met Tony face to face and I've done a show with him for years and it's such a good time. Um, I am going to make sure that if you guys are coming over that I am there to welcome you and uh, we're going to, we're going to party 2am style. Yeah. Sounds, sounds good. And you know, actually I wanted to touch on that um, just, just quickly before we go into our part two, one of the experiences, and we didn't get to touch on this about a couple of months ago when we featured on your live YouTube, the 2am, I think it was the, one of the last 2am shows actually before the season started, but was the steel line. You know, that was one of the things I got to experience in the tailgate was that steel line and that band and those drums. And I don't know, Mark, if you had that experience, but I was just in shock and awe that, you know, about these these guys that showed this passion through this like, you know, musical creativity, but it was just, it was just awesome to watch. Yeah, it's all part of the culture down there. And it's so different to Australia. Like, like you know, you go to a game, there's 65,000 people. When I walked outside of that uh, Christmas Day, uh, Steelers versus Ravens, and I just went and then the Steel Lions is, you know, popping off, doing their thing. And I'm just sit, uh, standing there in awe, shaking my head going, wow, this is cool. You know, it, it's that college atmosphere in the States and you have the hot dogs, the burgers, the pizza, um, the big beers. Like, that's what Australians, uh, we like that real, that real big, big fan culture. Uh, we have it a little bit here with the cricket and some of the football games, but I think America does it like fantastically. And I love going to the NHL and I do the 50-50s. Never going to win, but the idea of winning 43,000K is just unreal. You know, the steel line is actually fairly new. They have not been around a whole heck of a lot of uh, years here in Pittsburgh. In fact, they were founded in 2012. So this is a fairly new thing, but I, I want you guys to go ahead and check something out. And it really doesn't have to do as much with the Steelers, but marching bands and bands are very, very prevalent here in the States. I know I was a part of the band um, in high school. I played football in junior high. Then I ended up being in the band and it's a, it's actually a very special thing, but I'm sure you're familiar with 30 for 30 on ESPN, correct? Yeah, 100%. Very, watch a lot of them. The very first 30 for 30 ever that came out in 2009 or 2010 was called The Band That Played On. And it was about the Baltimore Colts band. Then when the Baltimore Colts left, this band kept on playing. And now they have turned into a Ravens type of band. And they would play charity events. They would, I mean, they'd be everywhere. I know the uh, Washington football team had a band. A lot of people had marching bands and it's uh a lot of teams had them too in the college ranks yeah they're huge the the marching bands are huge but in the nfl 
It's not as prevalent, so it's really cool that the Steelers added this just about eight years ago. They were later to the party, but it's something that has really been uh, been a showcase before games. A lot of the times, and it used to be an honor, a high school band would be invited to come and play at halftime at the Steelers game. And now that they have their own band, I don't know if that's happening as of much, but this is, this is something that really adds to the atmosphere. Yeah, wow. Awesome insight there, Bad. Awesome. But listeners, with that, that locks up part one of, of, of this week's show. Stay tuned for part two. It's all going to be about previewing the Steelers' week five matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles, and we're going to get into the real nitty and gritty before such an important matchup 